You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every Premier League match week. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are the topics for today's episode. The thrilling match at Anfield between Liverpool and Leeds, what a game that was. How new look Everton surprised Spurs in North London. Arsenal's comfortable victory over newly promoted Fulham. And of course, we'll recap the remaining fixtures from the opening weekend. That's what we have coming up in today's episode. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel for the world's greatest athletes this is the showdown we've been waiting for there is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage and when that stage is paris anything can happen An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Robbie, my friend, Amphi. Mm. I'm going to start with a question for you. I mean, what a game it was. Question yeah. More impressed with Leeds or more concerned with Liverpool? More impressed with Leeds. Um,. All the fanfare about Leeds being back in the Premier League, Marcelo Bielsa, the Bielsa ball, Bielsa ball the way he's going to play, the positive way that they're, they're going to play out the back, be progressive, keep high numbers up the field, plenty of runs in behind. I mean, we heard it all. I saw lots of it from, from watching tape in the Championship, Rob, but there's always a question of what's going to happen on that first day. You're going to the, to the uh, Premier League champions, a team that can cut you to pieces if you're not well set up and well organised. And for large parts of the game, Rob, they held their own. Now, I know there's a discussion about Liverpool and where they're at and defensively not strong and motivation and all that. Let's talk about Leeds United scoring, going to Anfield, scoring three goals, being down a goal every time, 1-0 down, get back, 2-1 down, get back, 3-2 down, get back, give a, a late penalty where they lose the game. But now, in answer to your question, more impressed with Leeds than concerned about Liverpool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, we know that Bielsa has a reputation of, of mm. his coaching intensity. And yeah. I mean, it's for a reason that he's got a reputation. And we saw it. He played a yeah. way that's like Man City. Mm. That brave without yeah. the quality of Man City in terms of players. Now, that, that shows you that he's incredibly trusting of his philosophy that his players are. And his players have taken on board his instruction over the last couple of seasons. To, to mm. play that way with so much risk involved is something that I don't know whether we've seen that, Rob, 
to go to the to Anfield and do that. Of course, yeah. people do it the way that they play, but mm. not many others. I mean, it was remarkable. That meant you had an end-to-end game. They basically said, yeah. we'll go toe-to-toe with you. Yeah. We'll open up. You'll get spaces. You'll get opportunities. If you win the ball back, we're going to have four or five players that are way up the field out of the game. That happened mm. a few times. They conceded some goals. But the, the threat that they had going forward and what it meant to them to have so many attacking players, and as you said, people trying to get in behind, was brilliant. I mean, brilliant, brilliant to see. It's going to be like a little experiment, Rob. If he does this every yeah. single week, yeah. I mean, mm. it's, like, it's like a cliche. And we've said it, to be fair. I know I've said it where you're like, well, newly promoted teams, you've got to be yeah, strong. Can they do that? Yeah. It's a tight shape. shape. Mm. You know, if you're going to be expansive, mm. well, you better be good. Well, maybe yeah. they are that good. And maybe over the course of 38 games, they're going to score a ton, they're going to concede a ton, but enough points and wins to stay in the division. thought it was incredible performance from Leeds. And I think as well, when, when, we, when we talk about Leeds, their style, as you say, is quite unique. It's, it's very brave. The five at the back are going to play out. They're going to take risk and, and, and pass the ball and, and secure it and then get into those front guys. But I think one of the things that, that my learnings as you watch football and watch gamers. You know, teams that come from the championship have your style ingrained, have your personality ingrained, stick with it. And, and so Wolves, you know, Wolves came up with their style. I mean, I remember sitting with Nuno and we, we, we say it a number of times where he said, oh, we're sweet, but we know how we're going. We're not going to change for anybody. And we were like, oh, Nuno, we'll change after 10 games. He didn't. Chris Wilders took the same stance last year. Sheffield United finished ninth. Now, uh, Marcelo Bielsa, we don't know where they're going to finish up. There's going to be some great games, no doubt. We talked about it on Sundays. Teams are going to go, go backwards and, and not want to get press on. Then they'll control the games. There's some teams, maybe the bigger teams with, with higher profile, better players, will, will go and put a press on. They might not be able to break that down. But at least what I like is that I like they've got the system. It's ingrained. The manager believes in it. And, and as you were talking about Bielsa, I was thinking, I just thought to myself, I wonder if that's why he signs one-year contracts, because he's just re-signed a one-year deal. And each year he, he has it reviews. And is, does, is there a point with him where, if you don't believe in me, if you don't like the system, I'll go somewhere else. I mean, he, he's generally, you know, been at places and he moves on if, if it isn't right or things aren't right. Mm. I just feel as though he's at that stage in his life and that stage in his career where he's going to do it his way. And if maybe, you know, owners or people, fans or something turn on are not happy, he'll, he'll say, OK, I'll pack my bags and I'll go somewhere else. But I think there could be a, a long marriage between Bielsa and Leeds because what I saw at the weekend against Liverpool tells me that they, they, they look like they're going to have enough to stay in this league. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? The other, the other way you could look at that is like one-year contracts, if he does remarkably well, his value goes up for a new contract mm. or somebody, somebody else might try and grab him. And mm. you know, I, don't, I, I have a feeling that he's, he's very... I think he's enjoyed his time at Leeds, Rob, but I think he's appreciated yeah. the retention. Isn't Leeds well. a fit? Do you know why I always talk about football yeah. club fits? Doesn't Leeds feel like a fit for him? I'm, I'm thinking, OK, if he left Leeds, I don't know, and Brendan Rodgers left, is he a Leicester manager? Hmm. Is, is he a Southampton manager? He's a maverick manager, Rob, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. he's a maverick club. He's not going to fall in line with any <laughs> executives or directors. Yeah. Ball and all that, probably not. You know, I think he does it, does it his way. He works yeah. with who he wants to work with, mm. and he's had some pretty remarkable results over his career working yeah. with players, particularly national teams, that maybe you wouldn't mm. think you'd get so much out of. So, I tell you, mate, I, yeah. 
we said it was going to be fun with Leeds United. Yeah. I oh. didn't think it was going to be that open and that much fun and yeah. that much great attacking play and vulnerability at times defensively. So that it's going to be absolutely mm. magnificent to see them play this season. Let's talk about Liverpool because mm. obviously there's been a lot of talk since having won their, their first title in 30 years. You know, what state they're going to be in. They haven't been to the transfer market with, with, with any real intent so far. Obviously, the window's still open. There's a lot of talk about Thiago coming into midfield. Not happened yet. Any concern? Any concerns, Rob? But, you know, not a great day. An off day for Virgil van Dijk. Trent Alexander-Long didn't quite look at it. Jordan Henderson was a little bit kind of what I call lumpy, not quite on his game. Been out with injuries, maybe not fit enough. Mm. Will they sort of kick into gear as, as the season goes on? Or was it was a few things cause for concern with, with one or two things you saw? There is cause for concern, absolutely, that, that defenders didn't do their basic jobs, which is protecting behind. And mm. I don't know whether there's kind of a little bit of arrogance to, well, the way that Leeds were playing, it's like, wow. Yeah. And they were kind of high. Liverpool were really mm. high. So the yeah. space behind was there. And of course, Leeds were ready to exploit that because they had yeah. sometimes five players waiting for the ball in behind to make those runs. Um, expect Trent Alexander-Arnold to deal with his Jack Harrison better. Yeah. Expect Virgil van Dijk to, to, to clean things up. But I mean, they are human. They have made mistakes. Yeah. The turn comes yeah. when you think about restart and the way they finish the season and yeah and they've got they've earned the right to be able to to put take the foot off the gas they must know now that when they do that then they're nowhere near as incredibly efficient and solid as they were before and to answer your question yeah i think they will be okay i think they will find their rhythm i think this is mm-hmm. a little bit of the backside defending yeah. players will have to get a bit of a grip and maybe have a little meeting amongst themselves and and, mm-hmm. and the whole team will come together one thing's for certain at this club is that they've got attacking players that will continue to score goals. And Mo Salah's got the taste of goals. Now he's got three. He's going to be excited about trying to be the top goal scorer and beating his records in, in the past. Firmino did his usual thing. In midfield and up front, well, certainly up front, they are going to score a ton mm. of goals. The way it drops off to Liverpool, or, it, or it, it's not as anywhere near as good as if defensively, as players, a defensive unit and the midfield protection, if it's not the same as what it has been, yeah then the yeah. performance level will go down a fair bit. I heard Jurgen Klopp saying that, it, you know, he enjoyed the game, that he worked with his players, he didn't have much time with them, that, that, that they'll get better. I think he believes he trusts, maybe like Bielsa, in, in his methods, Rob, in what he's instilled yeah. in this football club, in, in a way of work that we've seen over three, four, five years now, with the, with the type of characters he's got in and around the football club. Um I think there's a belief that we'll get back. We're okay. We'll we'll get back to business because because I, I kind of feel there's a there's a lot of people looking for cracks with Liverpool. There's a lot of people looking for a reason to say this is why they're not going to do it. And I just think that we have to be careful about jumping on that. Let let, let things take the course. They've got Chelsea and Arsenal the next couple of games. So three games in, we'll get a better idea of, of where they are. But mm. I don't think it'll be lack of motivation or intensity that, that loses, loses them the title if they don't get it back. Could it, could it be a lack of new players, Rob? I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Thiago. Mm. If, if the window gets close to, yeah, to, yeah. to closing, mm. it's still somebody they want to bring in, isn't it? I mean, Jurgen Klopp has, has talked about his admiration for Thiago mm. and he's a very good footballer, etc., etc. Yeah. Um Finally, on them, for, for, for me, Rob, if they don't get Thiago, and it's the squad that they have right now, the, the, yeah. the left-backs coming 
Smith yeah. has come in as that cover Andy Robertson. Yeah. Are you concerned that that might hold them back from winning the title? Is it that big a deal to try and freshen up and add some new guys in to retain this title? The reason I would say no is because I would say it's only the right guys. And if it's not the right guys, I'd, I would want anybody in. I think they've got a chemistry in that dressing room, a spirit. I think that there's a competitive edge. I think that he can change the system if, if he needs to. He kind of put Fabinho uh, in and shored things up a little bit more in, in midfield when he had to. I think he's a smart enough tactician. Now, the right people, yes. The wrong ones, no, Rob. I, I don't want a signing for signing's sake in yeah. an inflation market that you're going to waste money. I want value for money. And I want players who are going to either help Liverpool make the title or let them get on with it with what they've got. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. A brilliant, brilliant game. One of the best. Yeah. I mean, we might not get a, a, a game as good as that. I mean, yeah. Wow, all season long. So, tremendous advert. The champions of, of the Championship against the champions of the Premier League at Anfield. Brilliant, brilliant game. And it's kind of fitting, Rob. You know, when you look at, you look at the, the two, in my point of view, the, the two surprises... The, the best parts of this first weekend, we're going we're mm. to look at the first two games we've analysed. We talk yeah. about United, and the second game we're going to talk about is Spurs versus Everton. Mm. And, wow. I, we, all, we all know what the, the Everton players are, Rob, and, and the yeah. ones that come in and, and what they could potentially bring. Mm. Were they as you expected, or did they... Exceed those expectations. No, they exceeded my expectations, Rob. Uh, new players coming in. Decore, we know, knows the league. Alan, somebody who uh, Ancelotti's worked with, seen him at Napoli. And James Rodriguez is obviously the star name, the, the big star, is coming to the football club. Um, all talented players all, you know, bring certain different elements to the team. But I, I felt there would be a time to fit them in, a time to get your patterns of play, the things that, the, the, the way you want to work the ball out the back. It looks to me, Robin, and this will be my, my, my position, it almost looked like they were further down the road than Spurs, that they were more drilled in the manner of what the manager wanted than, than Spurs were. There, were. there was more compatibility, there was a good understanding, there was a confidence in each other. They worked the ball from left to right, made runs in behind, had 15 shots during the game against the Jose Mourinho's Tottenham team. So, huge credit to Angelotti. I always, and my big thing is cultures at football clubs, and I've and I felt for a while that Everton's not been demanding enough of its players, demanding enough of, of, of performances and, and people being accountable for things that happen on the pitch. When you listen to Angelotti, when you see his teams, you start feeling he's a proper manager in charge of his football club. Yeah, I mean... That, the midfield signings and the blend that they give, isn't it pretty mm. much ideal for, for a midfield to have mm. a box-to-box guy, to have a really neat and tidy defensive guy in Alan that I, yeah. may have been the best player for them today? And then you've got James mm. Rodriguez that played on the right-hand side with that unbelievable left foot that he's got to come mm. inside, roll inside. Plus Richarlison, press some of the guys that were already there, Rob. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was fantastic football, and you, if you're an Everton fan that have been much suffering over a, a mm. very long period of time, I really think there's genuine reason for optimism. They've got a world class manager. They've now got some proper players, proper players mm. that played today as if they, like you said, they've been there for a little while. Um, absolutely fantastic. In terms of going forward, Rob, are you worried about consistency? Is this like a new kind of 
signings bump of the team? Could yeah, that yeah. important situations, certain games when there's so many of them? That's where I think Angelotti's experience and know-how will come in. And I think there'll be times when people's standards drop. He might drop them out of the team or he'll find a way to let people know that. I think you'd be more accountable. I have to talk about the defence today. Yerimina uh, and Michael Keane, I thought, were, were outstanding as centre-backs. Lucadinha is a quality, quality left-back. Seamus Cole still gives you a regular amount. I thought defensively, Jordan Pickford, mm. serious, was focused, wasn't messing around and coming out for things that he didn't need to come to. Looks to me like Angelotti's just gone, hold on a minute, you know. You want to be England's number one goalkeeper. You want to be Everton's number one goalkeeper. You need to settle down and, and show me that you can be a, a good goalie. You don't have to be diving over it and being the clown. There's just a there's a seriousness about Everton that I like. If I was an Everton fan, I'd like the way that this guy comes in. Everybody talks well of him. The, the staff, the backroom staff, all look like they're together. There's a nice spirit building at the club, and it's it's one step, Rob. One window, one step. Rebecca asked us on, on air today, you know, should they go out and spend loads of much or a load of money at it again? I don't think that's the way. I think it's about a steady progress, a building in, a, a growing of that culture, and then you take the next step. You upgrade in a couple of areas. It might be the centre-forwards. It might be a centre-back or full-back. And eventually you get to where you want to be to challenge for top four. I tell you what, you know, when you see the, the players that come straight in, and that's quite a lot of players to come straight in, and then you yeah. see the clubs that, that can come in, all of a sudden, you know, you talk about squads in depth. There's yeah. Yeah. not bad, is it? You're looking at almost last year's first team to be the team that really mm. come in, or some of the players that come in and help out. Theo Walcott didn't come on. Sigurdsson, Tom Davis, yeah. Bernard that didn't come in, I don't think. Yeah. And, and, you know, Moise, Moise Keane. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden the squad looks You've really. Got Fabian Delph, by the way, who's not even been yeah. been talked of at the moment. Yeah, you know. there's there's plenty of players that can come in and make it even yeah. better. I just before we move on, I just want to get your take on on the centre forward and Dominic Calvert Lewin. Thirteen Premier League goals last season. Yeah, great experiences. One in three. Mm. Yeah, like I think I said today on the show that it's a little mm. bit different now. He's got a different yeah. type of service coming into him mm. more than a, a big Duncan Ferguson when he was in charge. Get it forward yeah. and get into the channel. Yeah. It's different now. Yeah, Do you believe that he's got the intelligence and the qualities to thrive with with Alan and, mm. and yeah. playing yeah. playing him in and trying to play mm. one twos and being creative, or is it going to look a little bit stodgy when it comes mm. up to him? Is he good enough, or is he going to be like a Tom Davis and a Theo Walcott and a Gilfie Sigerson that might be the second choice when they yeah. go on a star strike? I hear what you're saying, and I think part of that phasing process is. In, in all honesty, we don't know. I think he has the capacity. I think he has some really good raw um, attributes. The leap for the goal against Spurs, against the back line, is important in both boxes. He, his ability to run the sides and knit the game in, to get those wide players with Charleston in the box and James Rodriguez in the box. And, and what I would point to, Rob, is I would point to Raheem Sterling. I would point to Marcus Rashford. I talked to Anthony Martial, players who take a step, players who we're not, we weren't sure of two years ago, three years ago maybe with, with, with Rashford with, um, and, and Sterling. But under good management, with good coaches, they get better tactically, technically, they mature and they start to produce on a regular basis. I think Calvert-Lewin is, is, is in that category. Capacity to do it, but we don't know. And we'll find out over a course of 
25, 30 games all over the course of a season. We, we'll look at his body as well. He scored 13 goals last season, so it's not too shabby. Um, and Rashford and Martial got 17, so four more. But he's a little below them, but I'd like to feel he can, he can take those steps. And we could be talking about a serious centre forward. I know you kind of feel like they might have to go the next grade up. And I'm not I like what you say, right? I like what you're saying. I think it's a really good analogy of Sterling and Marcus Rashford. Yeah. That's Richarlison. Richarlison's in that category. Richarlison's got the ability to get yeah. to a level of... Because he's got more talent, more ability, more natural gifts for me. I, yeah. I, I don't see Cavalooin being able to hit the heights of a Sterling and a Rashford because the ability isn't the same. That, that's where we may differ. Richarlison, I think, has got those attributes to be able to do that with the right coaching and the right patience. I mean, have opportunities today and it didn't look like it. Yeah, yeah. You might say, well, hang on a minute, what are you talking about? He missed two real good chances. I believe he has got the potential mm. to do that, like a Rashford and Sterling, where Cavalloon... Listen, I'm not... I, I, I just doubt longer term, if Everton are trying to get to a point where they're trying to get, they're trying to get the top four. They're trying to get the yeah, championship. Yeah, of course. And with that yeah. manager and some of those signings, and I know it's blimmin' one match, Rob, but mm. oh, it didn't have to look like a different Everton side and exciting. Yeah. Um, exciting isn't the word you could... Tell us. Not for, for Jose and Spurs and, and, it, and, and I think I, I saw a headline just as I was coming at Everton and the new Spurs that kind of, you know, look like the buzzing, look like they might be, you know, the, the, a growing force where the Spurs looked, Spurs put in a frustrated performance. And after we heard from Jose Marino talked about state of mind of his players, um, obviously a bit of fitness and, and people not being ready because he didn't have the preparation. Right, same, same as the other clubs, isn't it? Yeah. Unhappy with the press of his team. Talked about we didn't do that with any intensity. A few questions. Um, a few worries for, for me because Everton did to Spurs what I thought Spurs might do to Everton and got the goal, dominated the, the, uh, the game, controlled it when they had to, defended well for the, for the last period of the game to make sure they kept their clean sheet. Um, and I thought Jose was more than I think he was. He was quite upset by what he saw out there today. All, all some of we everybody's been watching the documentary All or Nothing. Everybody knows that the big thing is about winners and commitment and desire and making sure you're ready for games and making the next step. We saw none of that today. So, that talk that's gone on for the month and all of the great TV that it might be and all the viewers who've watched it on uh, on whatever uh, OTT sources and streams they can. We didn't see any of that on the pitch today. You know, for me, don't get, don't give me the programmes. I'll, I'll make my decision on Spurs based on what I'm talking about. It seems not what that, was in front of a camera. Yeah, it seems that, that Jose Mourinho, is, his whole thing is so much about Winning mentality, Rob, and work ethic, yeah. and organisation, yeah. and honesty, and all that, which is, which mm. is, of course, great values. To, to yeah. but there's no more ways of doing it. I mean, that same series, all or nothing, we saw behind the scenes of Man City, and now we're seeing yeah. behind the scenes of Spurs. It couldn't be more polar opposite. Yeah. And the message that the coach wants to get in, Pep's all about getting on the ball and passing, and ex- yeah. expansive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Jose is all about, like you said, the winning and the mentality, and getting do this, and nice guys don't win, and and. I don't know. It's just it, when they don't win, it seems to be Josie's quick to never show the desire. Where's their ambition? Like, mm. how about coaching in a way that they play better football and coaching them better to press? So when they do press, 
They're more organised. I, I don't. I don't know. It, it's hard to know what they do in the training. Well, Jose, Jose, Jose's teams. I mean, and I'm not talking anything no one said before. He's not a pressure team in the way that that no. Liverpool can press, the way that City can press, the way that that. Well, uh, the Arsenal can, can look like they can press, and all the teams that Spurs used to press under Pochettino. Yeah, Leeds are trying to press. I mean, he's, not, he's never been that guy. It he's like never he's been that guy. He wants to be that guy, but doesn't really know how to do it. Yeah, well, so that's what I'm saying. So if he doesn't know how to do it, and he goes back to his old ways, but his old ways don't fit the personality of the players, we've got a problem at Spurs. Because mm. Jose's going to say, I can win, but I can win my way. But he's, he's going to say, but I can't win with some of these players. What happens? Deli Alley. Eric Dyer got beat up by um, Calvert-Lewin for, for, the, for the goal today. He's got to become your big centre-half. Deli Alli, we don't know why at this stage. He came off at half-time, don't know if it's tactical or an injury. You know, Lucas Moura, um, um, young man. Uh, Harry Hunt. Kane's body language, Rob. Harry Kane's body language when he didn't get played. Yeah, in the front. yeah there was a lot. You just wonder, you know, if, if these aren't his type of players or he's going to do it this way, how long does that, does that continue? What what What... What, what gives? Does does Jose give in, give in to the players? I don't see that happening. Or does the players have to give in to Jose or change two faces? Yeah, again, it, it's match week one. Um, and we, we talked many times last season about how big the season for Jose. And I always said, yeah. this yeah. is the definitive job for mm. Jose Mourinho for me to, to, to get a, a, a solid summary, conclusion of what yeah. I feel about this manager in terms of what he's done in the past has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he Where is he now? Guy, mm, yeah. or, or those glories gone, and he actually yeah. isn't that special anymore, and that he yeah. can't take a team from almost winning to winning. Yeah. Budget's yeah. different, I understand that. But to be a great in this game, this mm. was a really good job. He was happy with the squad. There is some money, yeah. got brilliant facilities and stadium, et cetera, et cetera. Can he get the job done? Again, we'll wait to see what happens over the, mm. the period of the season, but... Not a good start in a big season where, okay, now it's time to deliver and then win one of those trophies. Yeah, and we're talking of North London. We were sort of concerned, with, well, not concerned, we were interested in both the teams in terms of where they were going to go, how the influence of the managers. We've seen Spurs not have a good start. Arsenal, on the other hand, got off to a, a pretty routine uh, start. 3-0 win, comprehensive win against Fulham. Didn't really lay a glove on in, in all due respect. They're going to have bigger and, and tougher tests, Arsenal. But um, I thought there were some, some good things to admire about out the game. Mm. Willian debut, Gabriel debut, both involved, uh, Willian involved in, in the goals, Gabriel scoring. I liked Elneny and Jack in the middle of the park, responsible, disciplined, did the job. Jack getting on the ball as well, making things happen. Maitland-Niles, who was at, looked like he was out of the pictures, played a good role. The back three all set up. I mean, there's a... There's a responsibility, probably the word I would use about Arsenal, that we've not always seen in the past. There's a, there's a change again of culture at that football club where there's no passengers anymore. There's no, OK, us nine will work and those two, are, we know their stars away. Everybody digs in, everybody gets their hands dirty and you start to see a real team emerge. The, the wins in the FA Cup and Community Shield will surely help, but there's a... There's a the spirit, there's, there's something that you're starting to recognise about this Arteta team. And it's good news, Rob. There's good news from this club. It's not bad news anymore. It's not fans, you know, Arsenal TV hammering the team. They're winning things. Things are, things are happening. They win the FA Cup. They win the Community Shield. 
They've made good signings in the market. William does really well. Gabriel looks really good defensively. When balls come in the, the box, the defence looks like it's under control. Nobody's getting in, in the wrong side of them. There's no yeah. mistakes. There's no drama right now. David Luiz is, was not available. He's got a neck injury, didn't play in the game. They look very... Well, saying he brings the drama then. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's like... It was, it was very refreshing to have no mm. drama, no bad news for Arsenal. And, and the longer it's going on, the more we're seeing of that. Managers will get time, Rob. And this, I go back to Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, if there's a sense with your own eyes that things mm. are getting better. There's no yeah. question now with Arteta getting in, 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 being in charge that yeah. you can see it right before your eyes. Yeah. More organisation, good decisions in the transfer market, good results. Big mm. players that actually want to sign for your club. Bamiang's on the yeah. brink of signing a three-year contract. Good yeah. news. It's just more and more good news is what this club desperately needs. It's what it's getting mm. right now. Um, and and it's it's fun to watch. It's going to get better as well when certain players are back. I still like Kieran Tierney going forward as a wing-back. But to be fair, mm. he's done a great job on that left side of a, of a three. Um, Sabias might come into midfield at a certain, yeah. certain point. But you're right. Midfield players did their job. Defenders did their job, wingbacks did theirs, and the front three of Aubameyang, Lacazette and Willian, you talk about players doing their job, they all mm. did it. Involved in the goals and their experience. Willian, I thought, was was exceptional, really. Yeah. Given that move across London, mm. his experience... He's got something to offer, hasn't he? Yeah. To offer. Got got to like you said, Rob, you're one of your favourite terms, plug and play. He's ready to yeah. come in and do yeah. a great job. Very impressed. Um, that being said, Fulham... Uh, wow! Look, look, way short. Look, not competitive. When a team looks not competitive, it's it's alarm bells straight away. Yeah. But now, yeah. When we're the game kicks off in the Premier League, crikey, we're, yeah. we're nowhere near this. And again, it's mm. Arsenal, and they're they're improving. Um, but they, I think, they've got some problems. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry for Scotty. I mean, no, you know, we both know Scotty personally, and we know what kind of per- personality he has. Yeah. And he'll want to make them more durable. He won't like that they haven't laid a glove on Arsenal. He won't like that they're not tight. He talked about the corner kick that Gabriel scores the second goal that comes a crucial goal in the game. He said, I want to see my defenders wrestling him and the referee having to come in and the people are jostling for position. Instead, we see Gabriel just run up, take, go off the ground, head it in, not, not a Fulham player anywhere near him. Mm. And the worry for Scotty is when you look at it, it the team sheet of what Fulham have got, and I know there's a couple uh, more weeks in, in the window, most games they are going to play, when the opposite team sheet comes in, it's going to be better than Fulham. So if you've not got something else to bring to the party, if you don't have that spirit, if you don't have a bit of strength, a bit of physicality, a bit of intensity, a bit of organisation, a bit of set-piece threat one end and defending, if you don't bring those good basics, Rob, you've got no chance in this league. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. I, I mean, it's way early, of course. Yeah, they're going to be the worst team in the league, and I'll say it right now. I, 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 I look through the squad, I look through West Brom squad, and you know, I think we do. We both tip West Brom to get relegated as well as Fulham. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So it, I can see signs of of good attacking players mm. that might mm. do something at this level. Yeah, um, I mean, it didn't work out in the second half for them, but with mm. Fulham. I'm looking at Cabana, I'm looking at Caviero, I'm looking at Onomer, and, 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 you know, I know that they've got um, Alex Mitrovic come off the Mitrovic bench. Mitrovic can come on, yeah, he can come off the bench, yeah. I, I, he's been there in Premier League before and, and not really, really done it. So I, I think they're banging trouble. And, and, and Scott Parker was, I thought, a little bit emotional afterwards. 
it's a it's a it's a flipping big step up. And I know he had a little bit before before yeah. they got relegated, but you know, was it a, a, a year and a half in in, in management? Yeah, uh, it's a big step up, and and I wish him all the best. He's one of the nicest guys I've met in football. Really good player, tremendous attitude, lovely guy. But this is going to be the challenge of a lifetime to keep this mm. squad in the Premier League. Like you said, there's still a couple of weeks of the window left. Yeah, um, three weeks or whatever. Well, so there's time, and they have spent money before. They need to spend a little bit of money to give this team a chance of staying in the league. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, "I'm okay," when the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, "Hang it in there," because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel for the world's greatest athletes this is the showdown we've been waiting for there is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage and when that stage is paris anything can happen An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Let's just talk about West Brom and, and Leicester City. That was the other game today. West Brom and Albion nil, Leicester City three. Something I just felt that Leicester needed to rob the three points. Had a really disappointing end to the season. Ended up out of the top four, having been there for the majority uh, of all last year. Um, Little test for Brendan Rodgers. He lost Ben Chilwell, big money to Chelsea. Another star player out of that football club. Mm. You know, are, are we getting a sense that he's selling club? Is Soyuncu somewhere on, on somebody's radar? And he going to be next out the door? So I just thought it was was an important game, important start for Leicester to arrest that that kind of slump that they've had from last year, and at least bring a bit of confidence and freshness to the group. And um, in the end, they got the job done. Second half, in particular. Um, they put a bit of a press on, started to play at a different level to West Bromwich Albion and, and ran out quite comfortable in the end with, with the two penalties for Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I mean, maybe they felt a little sorry for themselves at the start of the game, mm. Bob. We know that defensively it was way different. Indeed, yeah. he found the central defender, which to be fair, he has done before playing for Gink. Um, yeah. A little bit of research. He has played there for a little while, but it was very, very different. Midfield missing uh, Madison as well. Um, but at halftime, some of it must have been said by Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. They were different. I mean, they were so much quicker. I mean, mm. like you literally could see everybody moving quicker. Um, yeah. It was much much better. And West Brom, all of a sudden, like struggled. There's penalties given yeah. away. Um, so, yeah, they, they need to believe again a little bit. They need mm. to be excited again, which is not always easy when you've had a yeah. really great run initially last season and then they dropped out of the mm. top uh, four situation. So, yeah. Yeah. But they, they will get better as well when players get back from injury and suspension. Johnny Evans is suspended, of course, right now. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I was a little surprised in the second half how, how good they were. Yeah. Um, and Vardy again in the goals. I mean, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they need. A couple of goals for him. Castagna, I thought, looked pretty good. Rob was an attacking fullback. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Right, right back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I expect yeah. him to play the left hand side. We played mm-hmm. on the right, James Justin to the left hand side. Took his goal really well. Yeah. yeah, end up being a good Got day. Some back on the pitch, didn't they? Which is is important. Got yeah. some minutes under under his belt. So yeah, moving forward, you like to feel that Leicester have rejuvenated again, and it's good to see Leicester City challenging at that top six, breaking up the, the established top six, and, and puts yeah. pressure on all those 
supposedly bigger teams to, to keep their standards. West Brom, as you said, were I think there's a bit of hope there for Slavin. The, the front three, Dean Garner, Pereira and Robinson looked, looked lively and caused one or two problems. Uh, like Livermore in, in midfield. Defensively, maybe got tightened things up a little bit. And individual errors, Rob. When, whenever we've looked at, you know, you look at Norwich teams that, that struggled. We looked at, I don't know, Cardiff teams in, in the past. We've looked at Swansea teams. You see all these teams, individual errors. People who just make, don't clear the ball properly. Don't run with the marker, you know, fall over at the wrong time. It's, this, le- this league will punish you if you make those silly individual errors as defenders. And I'm afraid that's what West Brom did. And they make those errors, Rob, because this is a level, you know, so, so high. And when yeah. you look at these, these, we've seen three teams now, Rob, promoted. Mm. Leeds was an amazing, crazy game. Of yeah. Doesn't it just re-emphasise what a difficult jump up it is? Do you think yeah. that jump up, Rob, over the years now, with the money that the Premier League bigger get yeah. getting more of the time, yeah. God, it didn't have seem difficult. I mean, it's way bigger, yeah. That got promoted automatically. And mm. yeah, God, they, they look a little off the pace given Leicester's improved performance in the, in the yeah. second half. Is it not harder? Is it getting harder to stay in the league? Absolutely. And every year you're out, it becomes difficult because the quality of the Premier League teams gets better. You look at the squads now. I mean, you look at, I looked at Fulham's team. Not one Fulham player would get anywhere near the Arsenal team. Mm. You look, you know, West Bromwich Albion. How many, how many players are there would would get anywhere near the Leicester City team? You're struggling really to to find one who who, who will break through, and, and that's what you're up against. So all those other basics have to be right. All your system has to be ingrained. You have to have a good way of playing and understanding. And if maybe playing in the Championship, you see teams who can can sit off and think they can defend. You do that against Premier League teams. Mm. Something gives. Somebody smashes one in from 25 yards or somebody gives an individual error. So it's just getting your game planning, giving yourself a chance and being difficult to play against. You know, get get a nice um, defensive situation first and then hopefully you've got a chance. But um, we'll see how West Brom, some hope with Slavin and a little bit of know-how in there, one or two players with a little bit of spirit. I think that, you know, hopefully they can stay in there fine. Mm. What's Sam United? United, um, crikey, teams that have that have oh. been on roller coaster rides over the last few years of good, of bad, of different managers and mm-hmm. different situations and fan revolts and oh. everything else and protests and ownerships and all that. I mean, it, God, who, it, who, it, live out again. Who 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 has the biggest crisis usually <laughs> between these two? Is it West Ham or, or Newcastle? I mean, there's something. It's a soap opera. West Ham United. It's an absolute soap opera, Rob. The week before the season starts, they decide to sell uh, Dean Garner to West Bromwich Albion. Their team captain, who's a legend at the football club, Mark Noble, comes out publicly and, and hammers the situation and talks about the ownership and, and the football club's lack of ambition. Other players join in. The week before you're kicking off at home to Newcastle United, then you get a performance that is below par. It's nowhere near the standard that's required. And all of a sudden, West Ham start the season mm-hmm. Five seasons on the bounce now with a defeat and have got a really tough run in the next four or five weeks, Rob, where we're talking they could get the odd point here and there and be in all kinds of trouble by the time we reach match week seven. They could. I mean, I still think that this West Ham, we saw last season a fair bit. And I think yeah. they can get surprised when they put a really good performance in under Moyes mm. and they get a win. Yeah. Not saying yeah. they can win many of these next few games because they're really difficult. Uh, yeah. But it is the first game of the season. 
I still think that given what's happening in the football club and the ownership, and it looks like they're struggling for money and selling some of their assets, mm. David Moyes is going to be the right guy to try and patch patch up enough mm. of his squad to get enough results to stay in the league. I mean, we kind of differed on this, Rob. We're all the way through with managers. And, you know, I, I think you're of the opinion at the start where, you know what, he's not really a West Ham manager. I thought yeah. at the time, you know what, anything to try and save the club. Do you still feel um, that David Moyes should be trusted a little bit more and that his style with this fickle squad is yeah. the right person and it's the right situation to, to finally get some results and get away from the relegation zone? I, I, I do believe he's in the right to be backed. He, he kept the team up. He, he did a good job do, doing Project Restart. Got a couple of really important results, um, the Chelsea one in particular, that boosted his team. I just feel, when I look through the squad, Rob, and I did it again this weekend, they don't seem to me like enough David Moyes players. The players like, we're saying Jose Mourinho wants the Spurs play to be a certain way because that's how he's going to get his I'm going I'm 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 to question you a little bit. Jared Bowen yeah. is, is a Moyes. He's, he's a, a he is, but he's been brought in recently. He's very much a Moyes, yeah. But Antonio is. Yeah, he he a little bit of everything. Yeah, definitely now, nice. Granted, granted yeah. not. Yeah. Um, Thomas Suchek is a, is, a, yeah. is a player that can do yeah. good work. He was poor yeah. today, I thought. Very quiet today. Rice yeah, he was, yeah. He got hit early by um, Andy Cowell, by the way, in the cheekbones. I know what you mean, and, and that's where I'm saying, I see that turn towards, that's David Moyes' type of players. His Everton team was built with, with that profile of player. But you Philippe Anderson's, you Manuel Lanzini's, you Pablo Fernandes, you Though, to me, they want, those aren't. Now, that, the situation is that those guys are on big money. Those guys are not playing in your football team. Those guys, I don't think, are the ones that David Moyes really wants. There's six players who are probably earning somewhere in the region of, of 100 grand a week. Six players who you paid huge money for. You know, Sebastian Allaire, the striker, you pay huge money for. Yes, Callum Wilson for $26.5 million. West Ham United should have been signing Cam Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson will run his heart out in the West Ham United shirt and give them... He, he's, he's a better version. He's a more attacking version of Mikel Antonio. He's a more cultured finisher as a centre-forward than Mikel Antonio. But he's got the heart and drive and physicality of Mikel Antonio. Yeah. You've got to give David Moyes his type of players to give him a chance to succeed. If you're not, to me, where I say the wrong fit is, it's not a right fit with those kind of artists that you told them, but the players who want to get on the ball and, and play when you've got it, we're not going to put a shift in when you haven't. 4-4-2 Newcastle United, Andy Carroll and Callum Wilson up front. Ooh, old school. Old school. Yeah, old school. And, you know, you've got wide player Jeff Hendrick, assisted mm. and scored. You've got uh, Alain Saint-Maximin that we know is quality. Mm. Off the bench, you could have Ryan Fraser, a new free mm. transfer. You've got Miguel Almiron, you know, Matt Ritchie. It, yeah, it, some good signings. Steve Bruce looking as happy as I've seen him for many years. Yeah. Certainly at Newcastle United. I think he's had a big influence on the new players coming in. It's a good time, isn't it, Rob, for Newcastle United? And and, and the fans will be encouraged that that through difficult times, even with Rafa Benito, Yeah, with, with all this, this takeover talk and the, this spat between the Premier League and even Mike Ashley was there the other day at West Ham. Even he's in, in, seemed to be enjoying it. Maybe he's a good luck home and can he come a few more games? Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought... Uh, you know, even John Joe Shelby's drive from midfield, they, yeah. they look good side now. And I think it's, you know, credit to them because I, I didn't see this mm. coming. I didn't see him staying up last year. 
Um, they've got off to a great start. Good signings, proven players in the Premier League, even yeah. though they were signings from teams that weren't always the best teams and got relegated mm. a bit. So, you know, good work from Steve Bruce, good work from Newcastle United, and uh, yeah. I think they're absolutely fine. Have a, have a good season. They can, they'll, they'll think they can get in the top 10 and, and push higher up the league. Good start for Crystal Palace, who had a, a horrible yeah. end to the season. One point in, in the last eight games, they were in all kinds of trouble and people were talking that maybe Wilfred Zaha would leave this summer and worried about where the goals had come from. Well, Zaha stays and scores. The goals now with RU still in the team, Eze bought from Queen's Park Rangers, Batshuayi on a season-long loan. First day win for, for Roy Hodgson and Crystal Palace maybe can start to think about being a little bit more ambitious. Rob, I always feel with Palace, it's about like just stay, you know, just staying up. And they should be, should be thinking bigger than that. They should be a bit more than that. They should be thinking about top 10 in, in a decent cup run, in my opinion, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, I just think the story here is those new signings. Berici Eze and Meshi Bashuai are brightening up the team of livening up the dressing room, of livening up their attacking football. Under Roy Hodgson, they'll always have a defensive kind of core, a, 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 a normal to get back and be defensive-minded. It's when they break an attack that you want some flair. And when you've had Christian yeah. Benteke, I mean, Jordan Ayew, to be fair, had a decent season last year. Andros Townsend, yeah. so stale. I thought they could get relegated this season. But I think you could see in their play, you could see in mm. Wilson that there is some new mm. players now. There is a little bit of new blood. There is a little bit of competition for places. And it's exactly what Roy Hodgson's been asking for for a little while now. Obviously, the club have a, have a, have a relationship with Batshuayi. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he, he's sometimes a little up and down. I just feel that those signings now... Business. I, I don't worry so much about yeah. Palace. And that was evident on the first day. Zaha still wants to get away, apparently, Rob. Mm. He still wants to get away. But to get away, play well then. Don't yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Play well, smile, and if you go, yeah. you go, and if not, you you know, enjoy your football and start showing people what what a good player you are. Yeah. You're from Southampton, yeah. Robert. Any worries that the reliance on Danny Ings might become Shay Adams again? I had a couple of chances this game. I mean, Vincenzo Guaita came up with a couple of really good saves late on. Um, any concerns that you know if Ings isn't scoring, where the goals might come from with Southampton? Well, 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 yeah, that's an obvious concern. Um, I think what we've learned over this team and club over a number of years, and even with Hassan Hurl, is that mm. they have good days and they have bad days. And they can go on runs. They're a streaky team, Rob. Streaky team. You look through their, their results of last season, there's like a, a really good run of results. Then there's an awful run. There's a, a terrible result. Then there's a good run. So I think mm. I, I, you have to be concerned when one player is so dominant for the team. But if they lose, they, they can bounce back and win. I mean, they, they lose 9-0 at home in that horrific performance and can bounce back from that. They can bounce back from this. They can bounce back from difficult periods. They're not a great team. So they're going to have bad days as well as some good days and enough good days, in my opinion. Uh, unless things gets a really bad injury, then you, you're absolutely panicking. But it'll be the same sort of thing, Rob. A little bit of roller coaster. Yeah. You know, some good, some bad. But I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I like uh, Ralph Hassan, but I'm a little bit more concerned maybe than you with Southampton. Yeah, yeah, you are. I don't know, yeah. maybe it's one of those where it might not work for this year. Listen, mate, we're going to get to this part of the show by popular demand. We're going to bring back a, a little element that, that our, our viewers and, and, and listeners enjoyed. Was the underappreciated performers of the weekend so far? Um, I'll let you go first, uh, Mr. Musto, to give me your underappreciated show. Who was a man who... Maybe he won't get the headlines, but was it played a really important role for his team? 
I like this one for this. One. I like this category, and I like my player on this one. Obviously, we are, I'm going to set this up a little bit. So we've talked a lot today. We will continue to talk a lot about Everton Football Club. Mm. And all these new, shiny new, brand new midfield players that form yeah. their midfield. There's a player that played in their midfield today that can play. His name is Andre Gomez. He had a horrific injury a while ago, bounced back, and now he's got quality players around him. He is absolutely comfortable to play with the likes of Hamid Rodriguez and Alan and everybody else in his team. And today he did a very good job. He's lovely, silky on the ball, like the new players are, but he won't get the recognition. He didn't get mm. it today. He won't get it in the future. But Andre Gomez is my under- underestimated player for this weekend. And I think continually it will be the same situation. Others will grab the headlines, but he will keep doing his job really well in Everton's midfield. Good chump. Can't argue too much with that one. So my underappreciated performer of, of the weekend was a player who, other circumstances in the last season, might not be even been at this football club, was not always been one of my favourites, and I've been happy to criticise him when things haven't gone well. But I'm also happy to give him the praise when I see what he does in his team. And he's not a headline catcher. He's not a great goal scorer. People I don't think quite appreciate his role and I think his responsibility in the club. I'm going to go for an Arsenal player, Robbie Musto. I'm going to go for Granite Jacket, being my underappreciated player of the weekend. In a 3-0 win where William will get the headlines because he's come in and Gabriel the defender and Aubameyang scoring and looking like um, he's going to re-sign, Lacazette scoring and all these attacking players and what Arteta's built very quietly, Granite Jacket is starting to have a big influence on this football club. His role and his responsibility, talking to Nelly in the middle of the park, another who could have been leaving the, the football club. He played a lovely ball into uh, Obama Young, first time o- over the top. Just his discipline, yeah. his tracking, his kind of making sure people were doing the job. I just feel as though under Arteta, we're seeing the real granite jacker. And, and I have to hold my hands up because I, what I said last year, once you threw that shirt down, that um, you know that that was it for me. He, he shouldn't he shouldn't stay at the football club. But he's he's been rehabilitated. Arteta's done a really good job on I mean, him, and he's wearing that shirt with pride now. Granite Jack is my underappreciated player. Come on, I mean, Nenny in the future could be in this category because Al Nenny is at a mm. season. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was good as well alongside Jacker in, in Arsenal's midfield. Mm. Well, mate, we're off again. Two days into the new season, Liverpool sort of outscore Leeds, but kind of feel that Leeds got lost. Respect and credit out of that one. Everton and Arsenal look good. Fulham and West Brom, they're going to have to learn pretty quickly if they're going to make sure they stay in the league. We're going to be back on Wednesday. So Wednesday, this Wednesday, September the 16th, when we review the big game, Chelsea against Brighton. I think we're all looking forward to seeing what Chelsea and what Team Frank puts out. So make sure you get uh, download the podcast Wednesday, September the 16th. And then we'll also preview the week ahead when the two Manchester teams start their first games in the Premier League. And next next weekend, Chelsea will host Liverpool in the big game at the weekend. But for now, as ever, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night.
If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.